I was like kind of thinking about this before the call. It's like sometimes self-care or self-love, it it's not always just like face masks and bubble baths. Like sometimes it is doing something uncomfortable where it's like in the moment, like I've had it too, or I'm like, I really just like, don't feel like doing this thing, but like, I know that I need to, I know that it'll be good for me, <laughs> but I've been leaning a lot on dance the past couple of years. It's just kind of like to literally physically move energy through me. And so if I find myself in like really feeling resistance, it doesn't feel good at first, but if you can just kind of have that devotion to knowing what's on the other side, and I always feel better afterwards. I always feel more clear and ready to tackle whatever the thing was that I didn't want to do before. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello, welcome to Openly Spoken. My name is Celia. I am your host. I went to a sound bath today a few hours ago, and I'm still feeling that (laughs) from the sound bath. And I just got done editing this conversation with my friend Michelle, and I'm so excited to share this with you. We talked about self-love and healing and where to start with these two topics. So we talked about doing Reiki on yourself our experiences with EFT. And before I get into everything else that we talked about, because there's something here that I really want to kind of highlight in this intro so that you kind of get to hear the concept twice, because it's been something that has been very transformative for me. Before we get into that, I'm going to introduce Michelle to you. Michelle is an empath empowerment coach, a holistic wellness guide, and an EFT and Reiki practitioner with coaching certifications from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and the National Board of Health and Wellness Coaches. Through her business, Karmic Nutrition, Michelle helps sensitive and soulful women see that their creativity and personal power is intimately connected to their state of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. So through a blend of holistic wellness coaching, subconscious reprogramming, nervous system regulation, and energy work, Michelle's created her signature framework, Holistic Nourishment. And in Holistic Nourishment, she helps sensitive souls to stress less and thrive more. Sounds so beautiful, right? 
And when Michelle isn't living her Dharma through coaching, you will find her jamming out to live music, which we get to a lovely little kind of tangent about that towards the end. And that part when I was editing it really made me smile that I'm going to make it an IGTV thing. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) If you go to the show notes right now, there's a link to the podcast Instagram and you'll find that video on there. So you can find her jamming out to live music. You can find her experimenting with healthy recipes, laughing with friends, or planning her next vacation. And in this episode, like I said, we talk about doing Reiki on yourself. So you're going to get like a little step-by-step process on how to do that. If that's something you're curious with, that's something I was super curious about. So I'm glad that I asked Michelle about that. We both talk about our experiences with EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is a tapping modality where you're tapping on meridian points in the body and you're saying out loud how you feel. And because you're saying out loud how you feel in the beginning of the practice, it kind of feels like the opposite of affirmations because you'll literally come to the practice saying like, I am stressed out right now. Nothing is working. And throughout the practice, as you end it, you move to something more that feels something that feels more like affirmations and sounds more positive. But you need to start with being actually honest with what you feel so you can release it out. So that's what EFT is. And we talk about our experiences with that. We talk about filling your own cup, self-love, using breakdowns to allow a new level of depth into your life. And then something that I really wanted to touch on that came through in this conversation, Michelle was talking about how grounded and creative and lit up she feels after she holds the Reiki sessions for clients. And I wrote down a quote that she that she said here where she was saying, I don't need to wait for a session with a client to feel this way. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because I was recently in a container called Medicine Muse with someone named Chelsea Joe Huntsman. And one of the big things that she really like invited us to do was to a car is passing by. I hope that that didn't get picked up in the audio, but we'll just continue. So one of the things that Chelsea really had us practice was drinking our own medicine. Those are the words she is drinking our own medicine. So whatever work it is that you give to the world that you like to share, make some time in your calendar to like put yourself in your calendar as if you were a client so that you can receive your own gifts from yourself. So whether that is doing EFT tapping on yourself, doing Reiki on yourself, doing some back and forth kind of dialogue coaching with your journal or with your voice notes or like a video vlog that you record that you then never show to anyone. Anything where you can carve out that space for yourself and you can have a taste for your own gifts because in my experience through practicing this, like that is what, that's like a space where your confidence and your excitement to get behind what you're doing and to be able to share it with the people that need it in this energetic way where when people see you talking about it, they really see 
they can really see and feel all of you. They're not just hearing your words. They're also like feeling your heart and seeing your truth and getting that taste of what it would be like for them to also embody what you're embodying. So essentially when you do this, when, when you take in your own gifts or like Chelsea Joe Huntsman says, when you drink your own medicine, you become a literal embodiment of your work. And so we talk about that a little bit in this session, in this session, I guess this is a session (laughs) in this podcast. So strap right in, feel free to take some notes and to be open to a new perspective on something like a new practice you can start to incorporate in your healing journey, in your self-development journey. And if you have any questions, my Instagram and also Michelle's Instagram is in the show notes below. And I hope you enjoy. Thank you for being here, Michelle. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you as well, especially because stress management, we're going to talk about stress management management and how to use Reiki and EFT for that. Mm -hmm. And the stress, I feel like the stress in the world has really heightened with the last crazy like two years that we've had. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it honestly is kind of what the cat, like the catalyst for really putting these tools into practice in my own life and really making sure that I, you know, developed a self-care routine that could support and balance my emotions and my energy because I needed to, <laughs> you know, just yeah. to kind of like survive and get through the past few years, you know, I had a lot going on personally, and there's been a lot going on globally. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, everything, while there were definitely really difficult moments, I was really grateful to have some of these tools and practices to lean on. And that's why I feel so, um, you know, just inspired to like share it with other people because of the impact that it's been able to make in my own life. hmm I can totally relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel yeah, like uh, people need it more than ever now too. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, we got to get this out. <laughs> yeah. And for me, uh, being in lockdown is what really helped me develop a stronger meditation practice because mm-hmm. I had nothing to do. <laughs> like, well, I have nothing to do. Might as well sit and close my eyes. <laughs> sit with my thoughts. and Yeah. <laughs> And also it took a whole pandemic for me to realize that I had anxiety. (laughs) Mm, I was actually just reading one of your posts that was talking about like, I never really thought that I had anxiety before. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it took me, it wasn't until like my twenties, I guess, when I really started learning about really what anxiety was and how it shows up in your life. And I was like, oh my God, like I've been living my entire life in this state of high anxiety. It was kind of a combination of like high anxiety and also depression. So yeah, I mean, yoga was one of the first things that I started doing that really, I noticed kind of a more like balancing it, starting to feel like a little more even keel. And I'm like, okay, like 
Mm-hmm. And there was also like a yoga class that I took um, where I, I think it was like pigeon pose. And I just like started bawling and just crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, um, you know, I'm a survivor of sexual trauma. And so like, that was like, mm-hmm. really brought it home to me and like, or made me like such a believer in like the mind body connection and really kind yeah. of continuing to explore this path of like spirituality and wellness and energy and how it all kind of intersects. Mm-hmm. So yoga was your gateway drug kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Say like yoga and nutrition. Cause when I was, you know, I was getting out of a really toxic, unhealthy relationship and was feeling very broken. And I just like, you know, where do I start? Um, and it just made the most sense of like what I'm directly putting in my body. Like, I know that I can make a shift by starting there. And I think with, you know, doing holistic health coaching so often that nutrition is, is kind of the gateway drug or something easy and tangible that we can focus our energy into. And then it really starts to evolve into this journey of like deeper self-love and Mm -hmm. self-care through that and kind of doing a lot of the inner work then and like, well, who am I? What is important to me? And, you know, what makes me feel the best and how can I make these changes in my life to start aligning with the things that make me feel good? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then following, following that kind of question of Mm -hmm. how can I do things that make me feel good? Is that what led you to then do the work that you are now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, after I graduated from the university of Maryland that like coincided, like right around the time of that breakup. And I just really threw myself into this self-discovery, self-love journey. Cause for so long, you know, I had really just felt this, like this whole, this emptiness inside and like was looking for that love externally. I felt like, Oh, if I find somebody who can just like love me in the way that I desire, I'll finally be able to love myself. And, you know, just continuing to end up in these unhealthy relationships where I felt like I was like giving everything that I had and they were still just emotionally abusive or, Mm. um, you know, just never really to the point of violence, but very hurtful and very, um, toxic. And I was just like, why do I keep ending up in these situations? And I just finally like realized that like, I can't expect someone else to love me if I don't love me first. And, and I have to set the standard. Like I, after that relationship and I was just so broken and, and betrayed because I found out he had been basically cheating on me the entire time. Uh, and we had talked about potentially getting married and all of this stuff. So it was like, it was very heartbreaking and I had suspected things and he was like, you know, they just made me feel kind of like I was crazy. And then it ended up coming. Mm. It was true the whole time. So I just Mm. was like, I'm never that that's it. I'm never ending up in a situation like this anymore. I'm not allowing myself to be treated this way. And yeah. So that was really the catalyst into my own like self-love self-discovery journey. And that kind of learning about nutrition, alternative medicine and like self-healing and holistic healing, it led me to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where I received my first health coaching certification. 
I actually just got my second one last year from the national board of health and wellness coaches, because that's kind of now becoming like the, the new standard for, for health Mm -hmm. coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it was very fueled by my own, own journey and just this desire. Um, I just had this belief that like, I know that I can rise above this. I know that I can heal this. Um, and I just kind of, there were definitely some synchronistic moments, like, um, hearing about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition from like a college roommate's friend. Um, and then it kind of like fell out of my awareness for a while. And then I saw something online and then my aunt like was in the school as well, like that Christmas. So it just like, felt like I was just like being guided in this, in this way. And, um, yeah, it's, it's brought me to where I am now. And just like, it's why I feel so passionate about like helping other like sensitive women who struggle with like self-worth and, and wanting to feel, um, more empowered in, in who they are and how they take care of themselves so that they can find balance in this busy world that we live in, um, and really just take their power back and come back home to themselves because that's, you know, when we can know how to care for ourselves and we know the things that support us and we can align our life in that way, um, you know, it really just creates that fertile environment for us to achieve our dreams and our goals and Mm -hmm. shine as our best selves. So yeah especially for people who align more with like feminine energy like living in this world that's very like go 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 and like you're only worthy if you do more it's like it's very much needed that they have guidance and they have representation of like there's another way to do things Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's okay to take a break (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's productive to rest (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, you can't, you know, for so long, and I see so many other highly sensitive people just falling into, I was such like a people pleaser and, and just, you know, because we, we do feel the emotions of others so strongly, but, and so we can overextend ourselves and kind of always be trying to care for everyone else. And, um, especially as women, you know, historically, or just, you know, I see so many stories where it's like women feel guilty putting themselves first, but it's like, well, you're, everything in your life is interconnected to you. And if you're constantly burning yourself out and to the point of like exhaustion and irritation, like everything else in your life is impacted by that. And conversely, like when you're filling your own cup, when you're nourished, deeply nourished in mind, body, and spirit, not only are you going to thrive, but everything connected to you in your life is going to get some of that energy. And so it's actually a selfless thing that you can do. Mm. Maybe it's a combination of both, you know, it's, um, but it's, it's, it's not just impacting you. It's impacting everyone as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And also like when we pour, when we pour into ourselves in that way, we're we're attracting more aligned relationships. Like you mentioned going through a breakup and how that was like your catalyst and your kind of like portal to -hmm. healing. And, uh, I've had a similar situation, not until I was 29. So it was my Saturn return and Mm. a breakup at the same time. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) 
That's which was navigate <laughs> horrible, which was okay. It was horrible, but also so beautiful. Right. Like before that point, I had only, I had always been the one to end a relationship and I'd never been dumped before. Mm-hmm. And it was like, completely unexpected because we had moved to a different state together twice. And like, we talked about marriage too, like in the beginning of our relationship and, um, in the process, like I found myself being able to relate to breakup songs at a whole different level. And I found myself closing my eyes when I hug people, which I still do to this day, but I never did that until that breakup because it kind of gave me this like it's like a grief like grief is not something I'm very familiar with because my parents were very young when they had me my grandparents were very young when they had my parents like everyone in my family's is still alive (laughs) like everyone that I know so I have never lost anyone and like to come to the truth and realization that we're here temporarily and like the people in your life, you never know. They're here temporarily too. Maybe just appreciate people more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's sometimes we need that breakdown or we need to be broken open to really let yeah. this new like kind of level of of life or depth come through us. And it's it's right. It's such a representation of like the unified duality of life you know it's like Mm -hmm. this terrible experience but in in its essence it was also so liberating and such a beautiful like reminder of who you are and what's important so mm, yeah I deeply relate to that (laughs) and there's something so like beautiful about being able to keep your heart open when something like Mm -hmm. that happens because it's it's easy to harden and close and try to protect yourself out of fear, especially, especially as sensitive beings. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then drop into that almost like victim mentality or like, this is just one more thing or, you know, why did this happen to me? And yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's um, let's talk about the victim mentality. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) that's standing out to me so first let's uh what is your definition of it and then especially since you work with sensitive women I think it's Mm -hmm. easier for empaths and for us who like feel other people's emotions to kind of get stuck in victim mentality without realizing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I mean I would say I lived the first (laughs) probably 25 years of my life in somewhat of a victimhood mindset. Um, And I guess how I would define it is just like something, it it disconnects you from your power, right? And it puts it outside of yourself and other people and other situations. And so it's making your worth and your joy, um, your self-love, it makes it conditional, and, um, you know, because I, I had some really difficult things that I moved through, like growing up and just kind of at a young age, just having, not really having good relationships. And I really took that, I like internalized that and I made it mean things about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I just felt like things just didn't work out for me or people always just let me down or, um, you know, there were always these like reasons why I was doing something or having these thoughts, you know, I use them as justification for almost my own self-hatred. And so I think being able to shift out of the victimhood mentality is really just about flipping the script. It's just changing the story that you're telling yourself and looking at it through a different lens. Um, because, you know, that's the great power that we have to, um, really just create a new storyline that one that feels empowering. Um, even when we go through something hard, it's, you know, what is the silver lining? How is this maybe impacting your growth um, or opening you up to a new way of seeing things or a new experience of life? And, and so really just through um, almost like you can transmute any experience mm-hmm. into something more empowering just by changing your perspective on it. <laughs> Yeah. which is sometimes easier said than done, which is why, you know, then kind of the deeper tools of like, kind of, I guess, working with a mentor or using something like mm-hmm. EFT or Reiki can come into play. If it's something that's like really kind of stuck in there that you can't just mentally reframe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in our journey, we can get to a point where for, well, first of all, we have to be aware. <laughs> we have to be aware of it first. Definitely. <laughs> the awareness isn't enough to shift it. Like, yes, it it does alchemize it a little bit, but there can also be a point where we know that we're holding ourselves back mm-hmm. and we're not exactly sure how to stand, how to get out of our own way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's the real value, right? Of of having support or someone who can kind of light the path forward for you when you can't really see it yourself, or if you're struggling to believe in your own worth or find the right reframes, um, you know, someone who can be your mirror and kind of shine like what you're going through, through the lens of empowerment, through the lens of opportunity. Um, it really helps you over time to kind of rebuild that confidence and, and see just like your true power to shape your life in the way that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, I used to be such a negative person and have a negative inner dialogue. And like one of my first boyfriends was like, you complain a lot. And I <laughs> thought like, well, I'm just saying how I feel and like how things are. <laughs> yeah. And that really kind of like, like got to me. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, like, am I a negative person? (laughs) And so I just started becoming, and I was always like a very, very active internal world. Um, I would say, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I really started to be more conscious of the way that I was speaking and, and the thoughts that I was entertaining. And it's like, we get to decide what thoughts take up rent in our head. Like we can Mm -hmm. say like, no, like (laughs) I'm, okay, that's a story or that's something that's coming up, but I'm choosing to believe this instead. And sometimes it takes some repetition for those new stories to become your new programming. But as long as you keep at it and you are committed to really wanting to make a change, like you can. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why uh, support and also relationships are such a great mm. container for growth. Like you said that you mentioned that basically the person you were in a relationship with mirrored back to you something mm-hmm. and something as simple as someone being present with you and mirroring back to you is so life-changing. Like that's how you mentioned my, my post about anxiety. Like my husband was the one who was like, that sounds like anxiety. And, uh, <laughs> and the relationship I was in before him, he mirrored back to me, like, you say, sorry, a lot. Like, why are you always mm. apologizing? Like what kind yep. of assholes did you date before me? <laughs> I've had someone tell me that too. <laughs> totally. but yeah. But it's, it's, uh, it's also like habitual. So like, there's a process of becoming aware of it and then like learning a new way of thinking, a new way of behaving, a new way of being, learning that like you do have control over your, how you feel, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like it's such a, it's such an empowering and liberating thing to finally be like for me, for example, if I ever feel like icky or I'm like, oh, I feel like just laying in bed all day, then I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to fill my cup. Like, what can I do? And whereas before it would, it would just be like, yeah, I'll just lay in bed. Like I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then probably feel guilty about it and just yeah, you and then know, beat yourself up. And it's a never yourself- ending spiral because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And like that, that guilt and shame, it's like, literally feels so heavy and then it's just like yeah then you don't want to move even more and yeah it really does become a vicious cycle yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's why I feel like I was like kind of thinking about this before the call it's like sometimes self-care or self-love it you have to it it's not always just like you know face masks and bubble baths like sometimes it is doing something uncomfortable where it's like in the moment like I've had it too, or I'm like, I really just like, don't feel like doing this thing, but like, I know that I need to, I know that it'll be good for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and then it's like, if you just kind of like, I've been leaning a lot on dance the past couple of years, mm-hmm. just kind of yeah. like to literally physically move energy through me. And mm-hmm. so if I find myself in like really feeling resistance, it doesn't feel good at first, <laughs> but mm-hmm if you can just kind of have that devotion to knowing what's on the other side. And I always feel better afterwards. I always feel more clear and ready to tackle whatever the thing was that I didn't want to do before. So sometimes it's just, (laughs) yeah, doing the uncomfortable thing, even though you don't feel like it quote unquote in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dance is very powerful, especially Mm -hmm. like if you close your eyes and eventually you're at a point where something else takes over and Mm. like, it's like something else is moving you. You're just along for the ride. Kind of like, yes. Yeah. And from someone I know, I feel very disconnected from my body and it's really just been such a beautiful way um, just to reconnect with myself and like, my sensuality and like Mm. femininity and kind of drop into that that flow because I used to just be have such distrust in my feminine and I thought kind of from seeing like my parents relationship and just from my own experiences I kind of felt like feminine was like and sensitive was equaled weakness and so I kind of like 
swung to the other end of the spectrum and kind of like hardened myself and, you know, had a lot of guy friends and played mm -hmm. sports. And I was very like, even like when I first started my business it was all just thinking about it, like from the masculine perspective of like, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And now it's like really kind of becoming more of like, who do I need to be? And like, how do I anchor this into my, my being like, there's still a time and place for the productivity, of course, but mm -hmm. like you were mentioning, we are, are in a very kind of like hyper-masculine society that doesn't put enough emphasis on, on that other side, that energy behind mm -hmm. what we're doing is equally, or if not more important than just what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you need like a balance of both energies mm -hmm. to be able, it's kind of like your business or your practice or whatever it is you're creating in the world is kind of like a baby. Like you need an egg and sperm to make a baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you need both. Yeah. It just won't work with two eggs and it won't work with two sperm, you know? That's like so true. Yes. <laughs> need that. I just, I like, I think of the yin yang like all the time. Uh, like yeah. It's just like this like little sacred union of the energies and right. Cause then if we're too far and yeah, on either side, it's you're either burning out or you're getting nothing done. Yeah. Two in the head, two in the motions. And, mm -hmm. and for me, I don't know if you can relate to this, but when I started my business and even this podcast, like I was very much in the masculine side and then I learned the more feminine way of doing things. And then I like completely dropped the masculine and was way too much in the feminine. And I'm still now in the process of like getting to the balance because mm -hmm. too much, too much structure. Like I end up going back to old habits of like asking too much of myself and of like, like, for example, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I woke up and I was really tired. I went for a walk and then I was like laying on my couch and I was exhausted and I like forced myself to get up and like do some content creation. And then after that, I was like, let me take a break and listen to a sound bath. I listened mm -hmm. to a sound bath in my bed at like 11, passed out and I didn't wake up until five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause wow. I need, I needed that. Yeah, rest. It sounds and, like you. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And last night I had this dream where I like, I've been having dreams the last three days. I don't know if it's the Scorpio eclipse full moon situation but I've been having these dreams that I've been kind of revealing subconsciously like what's ha happening and in my in my dream I had this realization that I still have this like little bully within me that's like no you're tired but you have you're building a business like you need to get up and take action mm. <laughs> and it's just interesting that like even though even though you can be someone who is helping others with self-love or someone who has found this journey a long time ago. Like it's always a journey. It's always a process. And it's just about not judging yourself when, mm. when things come up and like giving yourself what you need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've definitely, and still something that, you know, I'm kind of working through is I, I was, I felt this pressure when starting my business. Like I need to kind of, I need to be healed or I need to have all mm. of this stuff figured out before I can help people, before I can lead people through. And then it's, you know, the funny thing about the healing journey, you know, one thing, 
usually you end up coming back to revisit it in a new way in some way, mm -hmm. but like, you know, there's always these like new layers that were unfolding. So it's like the healing is never done. So there's never going to be, you know, I'll be waiting forever to help people mm -hmm. if I waited for that. So I think just allowing ourselves to show up as we are, even when we're still moving through things ourselves, like it doesn't mean that like the last 32 years of my life, like I still have so much that I've gained from my own experiences and the things that I've studied and the mentors that I've worked with that I can help people right now mm -hmm. with those things. And I can still be learning and growing in other ways. And then bring that in once as I'm learning it to mm -hmm. help people even more. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I, it's definitely been a process of <laughs> kind of just, I guess, self-trust in a way, or just not uh, releasing the perfectionism. Perfectionism was mm -hmm. like something that I really struggled with a lot. And it's actually, um, something that EFT and hypnosis, um, has helped me, helped me to shift a little bit as well as kind of embracing more of like the feminine way of business as well. Mm -hmm. And what, what I love about EFT is like, you're, you're voicing out how you actually feel. Like I remember in my first EFT session, it was kind of I was kind of like, this is kind of weird. Cause I feel like I'm doing the opposite of an affirmation. Like I'm I like, know, it feels wrong. You're like, yeah. but I don't want these things. I don't uh -huh. want to feel this way. <laughs> uh huh. But then as you move through, like, I remember the first few times, um, that I did it, I didn't really feel much. So then the third time I was like, I'm going to keep doing these rounds of saying what I'm actually feeling and then like integrating what I want to feel until I feel something and it only took like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's I was like, amazing. wait, what? <laughs> it's like, so amazing. <laughs> and like, yeah. And it's such a, it's such a powerful tool and it's so accessible because right. You can pretty much do it whenever, like all you need is your body to do it where it's like, you don't mm -hmm. need to, I don't know, have certain like tools or things to make it happen. And so it's, yeah, anytime that you're feeling triggered, you can like mm -hmm. go to the bathroom and do some tapping or I do it all the time yeah. when I'm like at a social event or something. I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom and like tap through this anxiety that I'm feeling. Like, I don't know about you, but like after the <gasps> pandemic, it felt like all of this work that I did to overcome social anxiety was like mm -hmm. back in action. And I was like, oh my God, like, I just feel like hypersensitive to everything around me. It was like, yeah, a, kind of unbearable. Yeah. Same. I definitely take breaks just to breathe in the bathroom all the time when I'm in social situations, unless I'm with like my best friends, cause they mm -hmm. don't make me feel that way. But if I'm like somewhere where I don't really know anyone there. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that that's the stuff like social anxiety. I didn't know I had until the pandemic, but <laughs> EFT definitely helps a lot. Breathwork helps me a lot too. And what I love about these modalities like EFT, breathwork, yoga, meditation, like you can do it anywhere at any time. You don't need mm -hmm. a single thing. You could be in a prison cell mm -hmm. and do these things. Like mm -hmm. once you 
that's why like with people who are business owners, like we really see the value in investing in like strategies or coach or, or an assistant or all these things that are a little bit more, um, what's the word like accepted or something Mm -hmm. to invest in. But when you also like, yes, that's good. But when you also can invest in like learning how to meditate, learning how to breathe, like that's information that is a tool then for you for the rest of your life. Like no one can ever take it away. Mm -hmm. And it's like those efforts, you know, it's, it's not just about like the benefits that you receive in the moment, because like we are actually like changing our brain chemistry and reprogramming our nervous system. Like that's the thing when I talk to people about like stress management and it's like, it's like, you're building this resilience too. like over time, the efforts compound. And so you start to actually be able to hold more and Mm -hmm. feel less over time so that you don't, you know, you can still do it in the moment, but you won't, might not need to as often because I mean, you still want to keep building that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that's such a, a beautiful thing is that it just compounds over time. And that's like the power of, of consistency and having like a regular practice mm-hmm. literally changes you from the inside out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the modalities that we didn't talk about that I'm curious about mm-hmm. is Reiki. And specifically, I'm curious about, I've heard that you can do Reiki on yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> I kind of think about Reiki as like a deep meditation meets a supercharged prayer. <laughs> mm. And so it's like our bodies are these energetic antennas, right? Like we have life force energy all around us. We're seeing now from like quantum physics, quantum mechanics that we are all existing in this unified energy field right and so and we're also seeing that consciousness has the power to alter that energy field or like the quanta that make up the field and everything that we see in the physical and so it's like huge (laughs) huge Mm -hmm. to be able to understand that just with our conscious intention that we can create a shift in the energy within ourselves or within another person even at great distances. So there's um, like string theory, unified field theory theory is like speaks to the energetic web and then quantum entanglement or like the non-locality principle essentially says that like one particle on can impact another particle even at great distances Mm -hmm. and correlate their behaviors. And so that's how um, distance Reiki healing can work when two people are dropped in and kind of attuned to one another's energy, we're not separated by time and space. And so I think about if you were to do it to yourself, I like to visualize like the pillar of white or golden light coming through. Like I just kind of picture it beaming down from the heavens through the, through the roof of my home. And I usually guide a client, um, through this, um, at the beginning of the Reiki session to like kind of open the, the channel, open the crown chakra and bringing in this healing energy into the body. And then <clears throat> I visualize it traveling down kind of like if it's, as if your spine was like an energetic highway and it connects all throughout, you know, 
your body. So I picture this white light or golden light, or maybe you like to picture it as like another color. I just tell people, you know, whatever is feeling good for you, there's no real wrong way, but picture it flooding into your body and spreading out throughout like your veins and how through, um, you have chakra points on your hands. And so I like to picture kind of like this, um, little like swirling, kind of pool of energy then in my hands. I like to like rub them together. And if you rub your hands together very fast and create that friction and then like gradually pull them apart, like you can, you can just feel that energetic tension there. And so I'll do that and I'll kind of just visualize this, this light coming through the pillar down my spine, throughout my body and coming out my hands. And then there are certain hand positions. So, but it basically just works down your entire body. So starting at the crown, you'll put, you want to use both of your hands together at the same time on whatever area you're working on. So I'll put both my hands on the, the top of my head. Then you put them over your eyes, over the ears, Mm. that that one you can actually split then I put them like both over the throat Mm. over each shoulder over the heart and kind of just work your way down the body you know solar Mm -hmm. plexus chakra root um so they go down the front of the body going down like the the tops of your legs the calves and then the bottom of your feet as well you have large um chakras on the bottom of your feet too, because we draw up energy through the earth. And there's actually, we have really large pores in our feet. I don't know if you've ever taken an essential oil class, but they'll tell you to put essential oils on the bottom of your feet for this reason. Yeah. Um, and so then you can go through back through kind of on the back side of your body. So then touching on the back of your neck and back of your shoulders and just kind of work through the back side of the body and just visualize. And I also, <clears throat> before you begin this practice, just set the intention or say a prayer and just ask, you know, mine just goes something like this, like angels, spirits, guides, um, ascended masters, archangels, cosmic beings of the light and only the light. I ask for your energetic support and assistance during this Reiki healing session. Allow me to, or allow the energy to be guided where it most needs to go to liberate healing and any unstuck or and any stuck energy that is keeping me from my highest potential and empowerment. And so I say that prayer to kind of bring in other energetic support. Um, And really our job, Reiki, we're not doing so much as, as being the channel and allowing this energy to just flow through and just through our conscious intention with aligning with that, that, that desire, and then inviting in these other energies to assist us. Um, Mm -hmm. you just kind of drop into this meditative state. And, um, if sometimes you find that your maybe mind is racing too much at first, like you say your prayer and you're trying to do it, like if it helps, like do like a little meditation at first and just picture that pillar of white light coming in and, and then start going through the using your palms, like on the actual surfaces of your skin and can help to just visualize. Like when I'm in a certain chakra, I kind of visualize it's almost like, you know, those side like washing machines where like, it's like swirling around. Like Mm -hmm. I picture, picture like the white 
golden light just like swirling around within the color of each energy center as if it's like washing and cleaning mm. um yeah. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. In the beginning, I had my eyes closed and I was also like visualizing that energy come and it felt really good. <laughs> yeah. It's actually something that I don't do enough because like uh, every time that I do a Reiki session with another person, like it's very, it's beneficial for me too. Like I feel just so at ease and relaxed afterwards and like open. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes, like I'll go into like writing or doing something. You know, I find so much creativity coming through and I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need to wait for a session with a client. Like I can yeah. be doing this like to myself more yeah. all the time or whenever. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And I, when I first got certified, I was fully intending to do Reiki in person. And then the pandemic happened mm. and I was like, oh, how is this going to work? And yeah. that's what prompted me to kind of study a little bit more about it and try. And it was really just through the sessions of working with people, just the feedback that I would get and them talking about the different sensations that they would experience within their body. Or I had a woman that like cried and, you know, I would get these kind of like intuitive insights, like almost like images or a hear a word or see a picture of something. And it wouldn't make sense really to me, but as soon, like, I would just kind of push myself to be like, I don't know if this means anything to you, but this is kind of what I was picking up on. And mm-hmm. every, every time they're like, oh my God, yes. Like just yesterday or two days ago, I had a woman who I was when I was on her third eye space, I had this visual of her like at the beach and just like so happy and like the waves crashing. And like, you know, that doesn't mean anything to me. I try not to get too in the mind and just stay open to like just receiving that. And after we finished the session, she was like, yeah, like when you, when we first started, I just kept getting this sense that I should go to the beach or I should just like, Mm. I was like having this experience about being at the beach. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was getting that too. And I end every uh, Reiki session with a card pull and the card that like literally I was shuffling it, like flew out. It was water guardian. (laughs) (laughs) And we were just like, okay, you need to get near some water, whatever your spirit is like guiding you to. And she's like, well, I am a water sign. And it's very, you know, cleansing and purifying for anyone in general. There's studies Mm -hmm. that just even looking at water helps to change Mm. like your brain chemistry and create a deep sense of relaxation. So it's just experiences like that, that just started blowing my mind. And I'm like, okay, there's something, definitely something to this. Like, I don't even fully understand exactly how it's working, but yeah, that's what prompted me to try to understand more about it, like quantum physics and mechanics and really think like there is something to this. Uh, We might not be able to fully explain it, but we have these core principles that are starting to explain kind of how we can transfer energy between each other and in train with one another's energy, kind of like sync up and assist one another's healing just through that conscious intention and awareness. Mm-hmm. It's funny how, when we can feel that stuff like that is real, mm-hmm. it's, it's still not really proven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but when that like masculine energetic of like putting it into thought and like mm. proving it with science, then people are mm. like, oh, this is real. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's been a, 
a struggle is because I just, you know, my boyfriend is a scientist, you know, I have very um, science-minded friends, like a friend that works at NASA and another friend that's, you know, she's Mm -hmm. very kind of from that um, cerebral perspective. And I feel like I'm constantly kind of coming up against, you know, sometimes I find it frustrating of needing to like justify or try to explain what I feel. And so intuitively understand, but it's like just another one of those things where it's like, oh, if I can flip the script here from like, why don't they believe me and being frustrated to, oh, here's an opportunity for how can I learn to explain it in a way that makes sense to them Mm -hmm. so that we can still, you know, kind of then start to see eye to eye. And we live in an exciting time where it's like science and spirituality are starting to really kind of like converge. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just very, very cool to kind of see people changing their minds about things that used to seem out there woo woo or yeah yeah magic (laughs) (laughs) so I have a few questions that I like to ask at the end of each episode and then we'll dive into where people can find you and learn more about working with you sounds good okay so the first question is what does self-love mean to you (laughs) yeah so I think self-love is it's a deep devotion to your own happiness and well-being and and honoring your your energy and your personal truth like even if it doesn't make sense to other people or you know we kind of mentioned earlier it's like sometimes self-love is doing something uncomfortable or difficult mm. but it's like if it's benefiting your soul's growth and overall happiness, then that to me is self-love. Mm-hmm. Beautiful answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then finish this phrase. The way to my heart is. Ooh. So the, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was pasta. <laughs> I love that. This, this question always gets like fun answers. <laughs> but then I had like something in my mind was like, no, I wanted to say music. <laughs> so if you play good music and you make a mean pasta, like just consider it over. <laughs> that brings back memories of like cooking Italian food with like music playing that's like really beautiful in the background. <laughs> yes, I love cooking while listening to music because mm. I just think about, you know, food is just, you can infuse that energy into, into what you're making. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. When do you feel most alive? <sighs> I think traveling, I think seeing new places, meeting new people. Like I love to meet people and just talk and hear their stories and hear their life lessons and wisdom that they have to share um, and trying like new foods. I just, yeah, I love travel so much. It makes me feel so free and alive. Um, And then music festivals would be a close second because I feel like everyone just kind of like drops like their 
<laughs> like real people personas, you know, or like how they show up at, at work or like in life. And it's like, everyone's mm. like inner kid comes out and it's like, everyone's so, so like, open and playful and not taking things so seriously and wearing wacky costumes. And I'll, t- I'll like, I'll tell you like the amount of like crazy, like synchronicities and manifestations that happen like at music festivals it really just like makes me think like oh if we were just could take this attitude and this the way that we show up here like back home and like in regular life like just think of what we could create and like achieve because there's such a strong sense of like community and people looking out for one another and connectedness too that I feel that Mm-hmm. like oh like hopefully at least it's like being seated in some way and then people mm-hmm. are taking it back out into spreading it into the collective into other areas yeah I love that and what's so interesting like what you bring up about like it creating a community and and everyone's like supporting each other it makes me think of like tribes how music mm-hmm. and dancing is such a big part of like tribal life I know and then we're <laughs> staying in tents and it's like yeah really like living in like teepees or like yeah uh, being connected out in nature and just yeah it's uh it's one of my favorite things in the world that feeling too uh I don't know how to describe it but I love the feeling when there's an artist singing a song and they put the microphone out to the crowd and like everyone is singing all at the same time like it brings me to tears like happy tears almost every time because like I feel like connected with the people around us and it's it's just like I'm getting excited even now (laughs) (laughs) it's like this yeah euphoria of just like Mm -hmm. oh we're all connected we're all in this moment together having this experience and this palpable like joy yeah it's yeah so beautiful music brings people together it's been actually a huge huge healing force in my life when I was going through really difficult things I Mm -hmm. felt like I had no one sometimes. Yeah. Music was always there. Yeah. Same here. And that's why if I like look back to what I listened to when I was in middle school, (laughs) I can, this is so depressing. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder I was depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them, like my husband and I sometimes look at like rock songs from the 90s or 2000s like their music videos on Mm -hmm. youtube and we're like oh my god this is embarrassing (laughs) um when i was driving the other day (laughs) and i like never listened to the radio but like my phone uh wasn't fully charged or like i needed it to be charged because i was trying to listen to a podcast episode and uh so I can't like listen to music and charge at the same time. So I was like, oh, I'll listen to a radio. And <laughs> it was on this like <clears throat> rock alternative rock station and a breaking Benjamin song came on. I don't know if you know it. I will no. not bat- I will not bow. And it was just like just rocking out. I was just like taking me back, yeah, to to high school <laughs> or to some like, you know difficult times that I'm just like I still know all the words and it just like yeah. felt so good to <laughs> I probably, kind of go back to that place <laughs> yeah yeah I probably know that song and I just don't know the band because we say yeah. I will not bow sounds very familiar I was like I can't don't ask me to sing it <laughs> but look it up and send me a message after <laughs> okay, okay okay I will <laughs> you'll be like, what the, this is intense. No. 
Uh, very different to the kind of music I listen to now. What's yeah. interesting too, it's like the music that we're attracted to is such a mirror to our energetic, mm. like how we're feeling, right? Because our our energy actually like entrains with music. And so when we feel that yeah. strong resonance to a song, it's because like we are literally on that same energetic level, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is your favorite part about being a woman? I think just so like how inherently sensitive and intuitive we are, you know, it's just such a natural like part of, of our true nature. And yeah. And I think, you know, for a long, a long time, I didn't like my feminine or I felt such like discomfort. I felt like it was like, equated like weakness or just people preying on me and taking advantage of me and so I really resented my feminine for a long time and mm-hmm. now it's kind of been yeah this the last few years have been this journey to kind of reconnect with that side of myself and integrate that side and so I'm really just finding so much appreciation and beauty too and like the feminine body and like mm-hmm. just so like soft and like really like a work of art and <laughs> oh, that's beautiful <laughs> and where can people listening find out more about you and find out find out how to work with you yeah so you the best place to connect with me would be on instagram it's at karmic uh, k-a-r-m-i-c underscore nutrition um or you can check out my website www.karmicnutrition.com um yeah, I also have a Facebook, but uh, to be honest, I don't really utilize Facebook all that often anymore. So Instagram it would be probably the best. Okay. And that link will be in the show notes. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you. This is a beautiful conversation. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could just keep talking to you. For Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.